second lesson is a reading from the Gospel of John. Very truly, I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that, there, that they may have life and have it abundantly. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, I continue my welcome to you uh, this morning. Um, and uh, full confession, I've never preached a sermon through a Zoom conference call before. So this is going to be a first. Um, and you're in luck because you know the sermon is coming. So if you want to go ahead and get your cup of coffee and kind of hunker in and, and settle in, uh, this is a good time to do it. Or if you need to go turn the sprinkler on in your garden and come back in about 10 or 12 minutes, you can do that as well. Um, but I want to begin the sermon today by telling you a story, and it has to do with my father's whistle. My father had one of those kinds of whistles, you know, where you, you kind of put your finger in your mouth like this and you, you, uh, you let loose with this super shrill, loud, piercing sound. Um, if we were in church right now, I would ask those of you who could whistle to go ahead and do it. So let's just do it anyway. If you have one of those whistles, go ahead and do it at your own house. Can you do it? I can't. That's, the, that's all I got. That's all I got in the tank. But you could hear my father's whistle for miles. And I always knew that it was him. I remember playing with some of my friends one day and all of our dads were off away doing something together. And the kids were probably in a ditch or in a field or in a pool or something like that. And I remember hearing that whistle. And I said to my friends, I have to go. And my friends said, how do you know? And the other kids were, I said, you know, that's my dad's whistle. And they were like, well, I didn't hear it. And I said, well, I did. And they all nodded because they knew what I was talking about. They knew that I had heard that whistle and it was my father. And the message of that whistle was unmistakable. 
Now, much later in my life, I met Matthew, my spouse. And Matthew has that same kind of high-pitched, piercing whistle. It's the same, but it's very different. So when he was a horse trainer and showing horses, there could be dozens of horses and riders in the show ring. And the rails could be lined with hundreds and hundreds of cheering and whistling fans. But both horse and rider knew Matthew's whistle. And it would inspire and encourage, at least when I was the one riding the horse. So you probably have a similar story about whistles or about some similar sound or voice that has reached out into your life. Maybe it was on a basketball court or maybe it was on a football field. The crowds are roaring, but somehow you can hear your coach's voice offering instructions loud and clear. Or maybe it was the sound of your mother or father as you were rounding third base. Come on, baby, you got this, run. So we tune our ears, don't we? We tune our ears to the very signals of security and our DNA seems to respond. Water lapping on a lake, a ocean waves breaking, a Southern accent, a tolling church bell, a good old fashioned Southern hymn. They call us to ourselves. Now from our gospel this morning, we hear Jesus talking about sheeps, and he's talking about shepherds, and he's talking about the sound of the shepherd's voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. The sheep follow him because they know his voice. So what is Jesus getting at here? Why would Jesus be comparing himself to a gate or to a shepherd? Why is it important that the sheep know the sound of his voice? Why is it important for us to know the sounds of Jesus's voice? Now to answer these questions, we have to go back a little bit further in our gospel. Today we pick up with chapter 10, but the real story started, you know John can take a little time to get to his point. The story started way back there in chapter nine, I believe it was, and it was the story about the man who was born blind. And you've heard this story because we read it together and we preached on it way back when, when we could all go to church together. There was a man born blind from birth, but the man knew the sound of Jesus's voice. So you already hear where I'm going with this, right? The man blind from birth calls out to Jesus and asks for healing. And remember, this gets the religious authorities all in an uproar and they kind of um, interrogate the man and then they interrogate the parents and they wonder how this man got his sight back. And Jesus, I mean, the man says, Jesus did it. I was blind, but now I see. And so what few of us know is that the story of Jesus being a shepherd and a gate 
is the continuation of the story of the man born blind. And it begins with this unnamed blind man who has been all blind all of his life, but he heard Jesus and he wanted a connection. But also remember that there was a danger in being connected to Jesus. There was a risk involved. Remember that those who followed Jesus, those who followed the sound of his voice, risked being rejected by their community. And that's exactly what happened to this man born blind. He is turned away from his community, but Jesus finds him and welcomes him. All right, so here we have the reason why Jesus is identifying as a gate and as a shepherd, because he is creating a new kind of home. He is creating a new kind of pasture, and it is Jesus's voice that the man recognizes as a guiding force in his life. I came Jesus says at the end of our gospel reading today, I came that you may have life and have it abundantly, abundantly. Jesus tells those who could hear him. You see, in order for Jesus's story of offering life to make sense, we have to understand it in relationship to the story of this man born blind, but can now see. And what is he being saved from? What does abundant life look like for this man now? Well, one of my preaching colleagues is a Joannine scholar. She was um, one of my thesis advisors in my doctoral program. Her name is Caroline Lewis and she's a rock star. And this is what she says about this blind man. The man blind from birth is saved from isolation and marginalization. His healing saves him from everlasting darkness. Never again will he wonder where his next meal will be or who will answer his pleas as he sits begging outside the city. He will know the safety and the security of community. My sheep know the sound of my voice, Jesus says. So an interesting little tidbit from my own life yesterday, May 2nd, was the 20th anniversary of my being ordained to the priesthood. 20 years, 20 years I've been doing this. And I remember my mother saying, are you sure you wanna do this for the rest of your life? I never thought I would do anything for 20 years, but here I am. And I have to say that over those 20 years, I have heard many, many voices. Some of those voices I thought were the voices of Jesus, but they clearly were not. Some I did not think were the voice of Jesus, but turns out, yep, they sure were. I believed in some voices that I shouldn't have believed in, and I didn't always listen to the voices that I should have listened to. I have listened to the voices in my head. I have listened to the voices from my past. I've listened to healthy voices. 
I have listened to some not so healthy voices. Some of those voices tell me that I have a special place in heaven. And some of those voices tell me literally that I have a special place in hell. There are a lot of voices and it's really easy to get confused. And so it's important to know who to listen to, especially now in this time of fear and anxiety and worry. We long to hear those voices, don't we? That tell us that we, what we want to hear. We are desperate to hear the voice that tells us that it's time for life to go back to normal. And we long to hear the sound of the voice that will tell us that school, classes, grocery shopping, church can go back to the way that they were back in January. We long to hear those voices that tell us that there's a cure for this pandemic. So we have learned, haven't we, that it's important to be careful to the voices that we listen to. And that's why we gather Sunday after Sunday for worship. Because the voice that we learn to train our ears to when we come together is the voice of Jesus. The voice of Jesus that is speaking to me, that is speaking to you, that is speaking to us. And Sunday after Sunday, we come together. Now, over the years, I've become a little more familiar with what that voice sounds like. And I've become familiar with what that voice does not sound like. I have even learned how to find the voice of Jesus in every voice. But it doesn't mean that it becomes less confusing. And we are all called to have some sense of the ways that Jesus speaks uniquely into our lives. Now, some say this passage, some people use this passage in, from John's gospel as a matter of gatekeeping, keeping people out, saying that some don't belong. But that is not the Jesus that I have come to know. Because the Jesus that I have come to know is the one who welcomes us all into verdant pastures. And this is what life abundant looks like. It's a place where we can kick up our heels and drink with our friends from still waters or from wine glasses or from chalices. We can break, drink from cool streams after a long hike. Abundant life looks like sinking into the hug of a friend or family member after we've made it through those dark valleys. Abundant life happens when our souls are received at a communion table or a dinner table or these days over a Zoom call when we connect and see somebody's face other than our own. Abundant life happens when our souls are revived and abundant life is not reserved for some future and distant place. It is here now for everyone. I came that you may have life and have it abundantly now, now, that man born blind, Jesus gives him life, life in a way he's never experienced it. And we train our ears to that Jesus, the mother, the father, the coach of us all, the Jesus with the gigantic whistle 
who calls us to safety and will, yes, one day call each of us home. We come together to remind each other of what Jesus' voice sounds like. And even though it is coming right now through some sort of digitized contraption that I don't think Jesus could have even imagined, it still comes through loud and clear. Jesus' voice sounds like you and me coming together to pray, to try new things, to feed the hungry, to comfort the mourning, to lift up the sick, to teach our children, and to be gentle with each other. It sounds like you and me reminding ourselves of the words of the song that we will sing in just a few moments. Nothing can trouble. Nothing can frighten. God alone fills us. So we'll never forget those voices, will we? That were there and are there to comfort and support us. How did I know my dad's whistle it was just a part of who I was. How do you know the voice of Jesus? Maybe this is something we can talk about at our coffee hour after the service. How do you know the voice of Jesus? It's because it's also a part of who you are, and you've heard it. You may not remember it, but our friend Fletcher might remind us that we heard it on that day when we were told you are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. You have heard the voice of Jesus, and it is a part of who you are. And that same Jesus, whose nature is always to make himself known in bread and baptism in whistles and in whispers, is still making himself known to you in this very moment calling you to green pastures, enlightened, abundant life, a cup that is even now brimmed to overflowing. I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. May it begin right now. <laughs>